Hello and welcome to the Life in the Desert podcast. This is Kelly, your host. Episode number 22 features an interview with Nick Carmichael, owner of Iconic Arizona, located in Mesa, Arizona. This brand features hats, apparel, and more. Listen to hear how this high school teacher, husband, and father of three has found success as a small business owner. Nick, thank you so much for being on the Life in the Desert podcast. Um, You have such a great company, Iconic Arizona, which many people are familiar with. And I would love to hear um, all about how you got started. Yeah, first off, just thanks for having me, Kelly. Really appreciate it. I like what you're doing promoting Arizona and uh, obviously desert life out of Yuma there. So just thank you for having me on, on the podcast. So a little bit of my history, I'm actually a teacher. I still am a teacher full time. I teach high school economics uh, seniors in Mesa, Arizona at Skyline High School. So I still have a day job. I have not figured out a way to sell enough hats and shirts to um, make it a full time thing. I mean, that's obviously I know you're going to we're talk a little bit later about some next steps and goals, but that would kind of be a hopefully a long term goal is to make it full time. But I haven't figured out quite a way um, yet. But so just kind of background, very initially started we on our 10th anniversary, uh, my wife and I have actually been married 13 years, it'll be 14 this summer. Um, for our 10th anniversary, we had initially talked about, you know, going to Hawaii. And we kind of thought about it as like, you know, we could afford about five days in Hawaii and we'll be coming back and we'll never have anything to show for it. So we decided to instead buy a 1975 Winnebago travel trailer and renovate it. And then we'd have a travel trailer for us and our, our family. And it would kind of be that 10 year anniversary trip would kind of be the uh, uh, christening trip, if you will for that. So we spent all kinds of nights and weekends, you know, fixing it up and it needed a lot of work, you know, all kinds of plumbing and replace the walls and the, um, uh, some of the sleeping quarters and just all kinds of work. Um, so we toured all these places. Now I've been in Arizona permanently since, or on and off since 1996 and I'd never been to the Grand Canyon. So we had that like just on our bucket list. It was one of the places we were going to go and we made it all the way up actually to the North Rim, which is the less visited rim for those that are in, in the know. A lot quieter, highly recommended. If you've been to the South and North Rim, it's a completely different experience, like 100% different experience. And went into the shop. I love hats. I've always loved hats. Um, and I just couldn't find a hat I liked. I looked at all the hats. I was like, I would never wear that. I don't like how that looks. That doesn't look good on me. But I did find um, one of the key uh, spinning kiosk things, you know, like the, 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 the keychains that have your names on it and, you know, um, stickers and that kind of stuff. They had some patches. So I said, hey, that patch is kind of cool. How come that design isn't on one of those hats over there? The patch kind of stuck it in my bag. Didn't think much about it for a few weeks. You know, we got all cleaned up and school got started again and everything and just had that patch sitting around. I was like, you know, I'd like to actually have a hat. So I bought a hat on Amazon and I put the patch on the hat and like, that's where the light bulb just kind of went off. I was like, how come more people aren't doing this? Um, And that's kind of just where it all started. Um, I have never, I mean, Kelly, I'll just be perfectly honest. I design things, but I'm not a designer. Um, 
I have no design background. I have no art background. I've, you know, probably for 10 years, didn't draw a picture, um, you know, maybe with my kids, you know, coloring and staying, teaching them how to stay inside the lines and that kind of thing. So, and I mean, you know, it, the whole digital art world is a completely different ball game too. I mean, you always kind of start with a, a sketch, but, you know, to learn how to actually create a graphic, but that then can be used on a t-shirt and that can be embroidered in a patch and then, you know, figuring out how to, you know, source products and, you know, source them that can be afforded and that are quality and so on. So it was a huge learning curve. I had no retail, I had no clothing experience and none of that. So I just kind of started just reading and, you know, learning and obviously YouTube is everybody's friend these days. You can learn anything that you want to from YouTube. So, I mean, learning all the uh, the Adobe products like Photoshop and Illustrator just from watching tutorials and videos um, like that. So that's kind of where, where, we, where I started from. And that's kind of, that was, I want to say, Two, that was the summer of 2017. I had my first product up on Etsy. I had like one hat on Etsy in October. And then the following March, I'm not sure if you're familiar with an event called the Phoenix Flea. Um, yes. Yeah, I applied for the Phoenix Flea in the spring of 2018. So that would have been March, I don't know, March 1st, first Saturday in March of 2018. And that was kind of like, I always think about that as our being our anniversary right because that was kind of the first time we introduced our product to anybody at any kind of event although we had been online for a couple of months at that point um so yeah now i mean i'm still working out of my house uh, you know it's not glamorous you know, I, I literally have taken over most of the garage um there's you know I, I would like to be a little bit more professional but this is kind of what works for me right now um I've got three kids, so it's kind of like sometimes I got just gotta if I have an order, I gotta squeeze in, you know, getting those orders out between soccer practices or, um, you know, those kinds of things. So that's kind of where we're at right now, and you know, we just continue to grow, you know, month after month, year after year. Um, you know, you want to try to grow as fast as you can, but I can I feel like it's been a nice slow, steady um, growth, and it's been good. It's been really good. That is awesome. And I'm sure like, you know, the Phoenix fleet exposes you to so many local people. And I feel like so many people that attend that event are all about supporting local, um, you know, and love Arizona. So that was the perfect event to really like kick things off. Yeah. And I have also met a lot of other people that I now continue to still have relationships with that have other businesses that I now, you know, I use, they make product for me that I sell and I still have people, you know, for example, um, there's a designer by the name of Doug Pennick and just somebody I've known for a long time. He recently um, became just a freelance designer. So he, you know, he kind of quit his day to day eight to five and said, Hey, I'm freelance now if anybody wants to do anything. So we've actually collaborated on a couple of designs recently, you know, so I'm now hiring him to do some work for me. Um, but that's a relationship that I wouldn't have without um, Phoenix Flea. Well, that is remarkable. And, I, you know, I love that you're doing it out of your home. I um, can totally relate to that, you know. Um, but I think it's it's great, you know, to have that hustle. And, you know, you 
some nights you might stay up a little bit later than maybe you thought you were going to, but it all pays <laughs> off. <laughs> yes. Quite a bit later, there are some nights, yes. Uh, that is so great. So I know that you have your awesome hats, you guys have stickers, you have a great line of apparel, and I love that you even have cornhole bo- boards. Yeah, that's another local collaboration, actually. Um, locally here, it's a guy by the name of Nate Sarah, and his company is AZ Board Source. And I, I'll tell you what, Kelly, they are the highest quality cornhole boards that I've ever seen. I mean, I... I know that might sound like a weird thing to say, but you might go and see places and, you know, they're made out of plastic or, um, you know, they see the ones at Dick's or whatever, or some people like to make them on their own and, you know, the legs are wobbly and uh, they get warped real fast from the sun or whatever. But man, they have the process down. They are high quality, like pro- professional level. I know that sounds crazy, but yes, there is professional cornhole, uh, <laughs> professional level boards. And it's right here in Mesa. Um, you know, same town that I teach in as well. So it's just a neat thing to, to, to be able to have. And you know, he's able to take my artwork or, um, you know, one of the um, art pieces of artwork that I've had designed for me and really make it shine on the boards. Oh, well, they look really nice in your images. And I might have to um, buy myself one of these uh, <laughs> cornhole sets because they're really nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been really happy with, with, the, with the cornhole relationship for sure. That is so cool. And I love that, you know, when it comes to your tees, they're really, you know, they all have a unique look um, and they are so cool. And I feel like your name, like, how did you come up with the name Iconic Arizona? Uh, You know, I just, I have a, had a little notebook and I just kept writing things down until something sounded right. And that, that was one of the, like, maybe first two or three things I wrote down. And then I wrote probably down a hundred more things. And I just came right back to it when it came, you know, to the, to the end. So I also just kind of feel like Arizona just is one of those places that is iconic, you know, whether it's, you know, Chiricahua National Monument or whether it's Monument Valley or whether it's um, the Grand Canyon or the San Francisco Peaks or, um, you know, the Colorado River. Or there's just so many, like, iconic locations. And that was actually kind of one of the original ideas with the company was, Hey, we're going to do all the iconic Arizona locations. We're going to put them, you know, on a patch and then we're going to put them on a hat, you know? Um, And it's kind of morphed a little bit from there as I think my design sense has changed and as my kind of vision has changed for the company, um, you know, we kind of moved away from specific locations. I think if you look at some of the designs, you can kind of pick them out, but not necessarily naming them. Um, one of the things that I kind of found out early that is that you can put the name of a place on some things, but some people say, hey, I love this design, but I don't really have a connection with, you know, fill in, you know, four peaks or whatever it might be. So they might kind of take a pass on it. Whereas if it's just a great design, they're going to go ahead and they're going to jump on it every time. And unfortunately we don't have a name like Nike or North face. <laughs> we're not, we're not quite to that brand level either. Right. So, and I have actually worked uh, to try to bring more of my, um, my, the brand name into more things too. You know I mean? They're all, it's always on the shirt somewhere. Um, but maybe not as part of the entire design or, you know, bringing it into, you know, the patch on the hat as well. So, um, something I'm always thinking about. 
No, that's awesome. And it's definitely recognizable. And I'm sure it's exciting for you to see yeah, more retailers picking up your products. And I'm sure like in Arizona, you're able to spot your products around and that has to be pretty cool. Yeah, it's always exciting, even still after a few years to, you know, see somebody with your hat on or with your shirt on where you're just kind of out, you know, getting groceries or you're at Lowe's or something <laughs> like that. And you're like, hey, I made that hat. Hey, I designed that shirt, you know. No, that is so neat. So um, how much, so like starting out, were you just like making all of the designs yourself? And then now it sounds like you partner with some people um, on certain designs. Yeah. So I originally did everything myself and I, you know, there was a while there where I kind of felt like if I didn't make all the designs, it wasn't true or um, I can't think of the word um, authentic, you know? Um, but then I kind of started to realize some of my actual design limitations too, and things that I just wasn't good at, like, um, script lettering, you know, I'm just not good at script <laughs> lettering. Yeah. So it's like, you know, should I just abandon the idea of having script lettering altogether or, does it make sense to, you know, partner with somebody or, you know, do a collaboration or, or hire a designer to do that when I know the kind of aesthetic I want, I just can't quite make it happen. Right. It's still my vision um, for the company and for the design, but uh, you know, you just, you, sometimes you need a helping hand. Um, I still do some of the designs, you know, I haven't handed off everything at this point. But sometimes, too, you have to kind of look at the business and you have to say to yourself, you know, am I working in the business or on the business? Um, and sometimes you just you got to you, you got to call in a helping hand and you need to work work on the business and let some other people work in the business. No, I think that is great that you've been able to collaborate with others and then still have, um, you know, still be a part of that creative process, I think is really neat. But it's a lot, I mean, to handle a business and all the aspects that go along with it. So, I mean, that's really cool how you figured it all out. Yeah. And it's a, still an ongoing process. That's for sure. I mean, one of the nice things too is, um, you know, if I had, if it was just me, it would be, you know, I, I have limitations, like I said, and everything would kind of be very similar I think, because, you know, I have certain things that I'm good at, whereas if I can bring other people in, it then kind of expands the brand and the, um, the appeal of the brand. And, you know, this design might not be you for, for you, but this one over here, you know, is something that, you know, you might be a little bit more, more into. So, um, and I mean, I, I, I pick people out specifically because I like what they do and I, I respect them and I know that they're going to be good to work with. Um, and, you know, I try to keep it, as close to Arizona as possible as well. No, I, yeah, I feel like you're, you really do have a variety, even though they all have that dessert feel. Yeah. yeah so neat. And so what would you say have been like a hurdle for you? Maybe that you've had to deal with, um, with starting this business full time and you've got a family. Um, is there anything that has been like a big learning curve in there for you? You know, one of the first things that I just had absolutely no idea about, even though I teach economics, um, you know, we don't get into like what it actually takes to start a business between, and this is not a difficult business, but um, 
to necessarily start, but if you don't know, you don't know where to start. You know, you don't know, well, who, who do I tell I'm starting a business? What, you know, what information do I need? Um, you know, my, should I be a sole proprietorship or should I be an LLC or, you know, do I need a separate bank account and what forms do I need to fill out and those kinds of things. I know that sounds kind of boring, but like just those, like, this is how you start a business steps, you know, was a, a kind of a big hurdle. Um, you know, I, I talked to some people that I knew that I met through, um, you know, some events and that kind of thing and that, that they helped me out quite a bit, but at the same time, I'm still changing things, you know, it's like, um, uh, you know, just recently, actually, I started this whole proprietorship and I just recently moved over to a, being an LLC. It's like, if I could have just done it all over again, I would just would have been an LLC from the beginning. It's just, you don't know, right? You're kind of ignorant because you've never done those things. And it's, I'm not trying to scare anybody in any way, shape or form, just kind of make sure you know, hey, this is how I want to go about it. And, you know, this is, this is the vision and, and, and here's what I'm going to do. It was kind of, for me, it was like, I just dove in, you know, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just wish I had a little bit more of like a quote unquote business plan um, from the get go, a little bit more of a vision in that regard from the get go. Um, so I guess that was definitely a hurdle um, moving forward. I still have a hurdle right now too, of like one of the biggest things is like how much product to order, you know? Yes. Um, I try to, yeah, I like I recently just released um, four, four or five new designs, new t-shirts. And I did a pre-order and it gives you a little bit of a sense, you know, um, of what you're going to need and what you're going to need to more, order more of. Um, but you just don't know when is a retailer going to be like, Hey, I need 40 of those. And you're thinking, well, I only ordered you know, <laughs> 60 of them. Guess it, I, I'm just going to be a couple weeks. You yeah. know? <laughs> so, and, and the other thing too, like that's been pretty crazy is and I, I I really just feel like it's been COVID related because the supply chains and that kind of thing is hat availability. I know that sounds nuts, but like there's so many different styles and colors of hats that are just have been sold out for so long and you can't find them anywhere. Um, and I don't know if that's because some of the factories actually reduced um how much they were going to produce expecting there to be a longer recession or if it's because of, you know, supply chain issues. And I know that like containers and things like that have been stacking up because there's not enough people to like unload what's in those containers coming from overseas, but like, it's hard to find a black hat right now. I mean, it sounds crazy to say, but it, it literally is hard to find a black hat, you know, and that just seems like there would be enough. So some of those limitations too. No, that is so interesting. And I've heard that from several people or, you know, it's like you can might find a sweatshirt you like or something like that, but you're not going to get an extra large or something. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't, we couldn't get any extra larges in black shirts either. It was like, yeah, we got everything but extra large. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like what, what happened there? Exactly. That's so true. Exactly. That's interesting. You've, you heard that too, because it makes me feel a little better that I'm not the only one. And I know I'm not, but it's just interesting. Yes. No, it is. It is crazy. All the things that, um, 
I don't know. I guess it's like this um, just ripple effect. You know how it's yeah. really hitting everybody. Um, still, um, but um, no, those are you know really interesting like hurdles. And but it's great that you know your product's getting out there, and it sounds like you're learning so much with with each stage of your business, which is so cool. Yeah, definitely. And so, um, so I love that you know you're a teacher you're, you know, working full time and then doing this. So do you have some goals for your business um, as it continues to grow? So one of the places that I currently am in, and I would call it my quote unquote flagship location. um, It's actually an old town Scottsdale. And it's like my, it's a 10 by 10 inside of another store. So it's kind of like a consignment deal, right? Where um, it's called the Merchantile, and they house, I don't know, there must be at least 60, 70 different vendors in there. And then there's about 25 or 30 permanent like booth vendors, which I'm one of, right? And I have a 10 by 10. I can stock it however I want. Um, and it's been amazing this year. Now, one year ago, of course, it was closed you know, right at the height of spring training. And I I was just telling somebody earlier today, you know, like March is like our Christmas here in Arizona, especially in the, um, in the Valley with all the spring training that's happening. And that's kind of like, that's when all the events are, it's when the weather's nice. It's when everybody is dying to get out of, you know, freezing cold (laughs) Chicago or, or Minnesota or whatever. And, And they're coming down here on their spring breaks or to see their baseball teams and so on and so forth. And it, you know, it just, it just closed down. And for a minute there, it was like, is this place that I've been in for a year that's been going so well gonna, you know, survive. Um, and it's come back, you know, stronger than it ever has been. And, and this year, I mean, you know, one of the things that you talk about hurdles, but with milestones, right. I mean, we're setting sales records inside of their, you know, it seems like every weekend. Um, so it's just been, you know, getting better and better and better and better. Um, but I currently have one booth. We have planned to take over a second booth. Um, so we'll have two, like a 20 by 20 space instead of a 10 by 10 space. And, you know, hopefully try to squirrel some money away. And I mean, the ideal thing would be to, um, you know, have our very own storefront. Um, you know, I've thought about doing some things like with a mobile shop as far as, you know, like a trailer that folds out or, you know, some type of like shoppable bus or something of that nature. Um, But ultimately would be, you know, an actual storefront where I wouldn't just sell my own product, but also some other um, Arizona products that, you know, people that I, again, that connected with at Phoenix Flea and, um, you know, that I, products that I believe in and that I know know, the people behind them and um, it's kind of like, you know, give back to them a little bit as well. So I don't know that might be several years away still, but that would be like the ultimate goal. That, you know, it's even like, you know, downtown, how they have the Churchill, you know, I love that they have like mm-hmm. containers, you know, and they're like the smaller stores in there too. I feel like Phoenix has come up with some really creative ways um, for people to have their own retail locations. Yeah, that, that that Churchill location is is really neat. Um, you know, it's that's a really cool mixture of restaurant, bar, multiple restaurants, bar, and then some retail opportunities in there too. Um, so, I, and I know that they're out there. And I mean, 
you just kind of look at what's going on right now with the influx of people that are moving into Arizona. And I feel like there's just going to be more and more opportunity and, uh, you know, more and more people to introduce the brand to. And I feel like there's, you know, I've, at this point, I feel like, you know, one less than 1%, one one-hundredth of a percent of people in Arizona even know my brand at this point. Um, so there's a lot of uh, possibility. Out yeah, there. which is so exciting. And I think it is, you know, congratulations to you with that things have done so well, even with COVID. I think that's remarkable. And I'm really excited for, for you. That's just great. Yeah, thank you. And um, so, yeah, everyone needs to check out Iconic Arizona. And I know you guys are on Instagram. And then your website, it's easy, IconicArizona.com. And you can check out all the Yeah, products. it's just, yeah, just Iconic, IconicArizona.com, at Iconic Arizona on Instagram. Super easy. And we have, like, a list of um, retail partners on the website. So you can kind of see where you can shop us. I know. We're, we have the retail list partners at the bottom of the website. So you can kind of see where you can shop. We have places in Flagstaff and of course in the Valley as well. Um, and we just really exciting. We just actually got into um, a store called the summit hut in Tucson. They have two locations and it's been in Tucson forever. I think from since like 1955, if I'm not mistaken, I know they've been there over 50 wow. years. Uh, actually, I think they celebrated 50 years I'm going to say maybe it's, maybe it's been 65. I saw something where they were celebrating 50 years. So that's kind of just a neat store to get into, right? Something that has some history in the Tucson area uh, and that they kind of reached out to me and wanted to carry my product. That was pretty exciting. That is great. Yeah. Tucson. And Fly- I mean, that's great that you're not just in the Valley, but you're really spreading out throughout the state. That's so great. Well, thank you so much for sharing all about, iconic Arizona and before I let you go would you be up for answering some random questions for me I'll try (laughs) on the hot seat you call she called this the hot seat I don't I I make all the guests do it so (laughs) it won't be too painful I promise all right so let's see how many cups of coffee do you drink per day About a half a pot, especially on the weekends. So let's see, we have a four, but we have a 14 cup pot. It's a bigger carafe. So I guess that's seven to eight cups. All right. What's your favorite? <laughs> that's actually a big, that's actually a joke in the designer world is that, you know, most people, most people, most of their bodies made up of water and designers body is made up mostly of <laughs> coffee. Uh, what's your favorite <laughs> local restaurant? I really like, I got to give you two. Um, I really like a place called Arizona Wilderness. It's a brew pub and they, they actually source as much as they can locally from local farms um, for their products. And then, you know, their beer selection is obviously um, through the roof. And I would also have to say I'm kind of a sucker for the culinary dropout. I don't know if you've, if you've had a chance to visit there or not. Uh, I just like the the fun, real fun vibe there and the pretzel balls that you dip in the the, the cheese fondue. I'm originally from Wisconsin, so cheese fondue gets <laughs> That's me awesome. Time. No, culinary dropout's always a good time. All right, what yeah. inspires you? 
I got to say my wife and my three children. Very nice. Okay. Love it or hate it. Summers in Arizona. Love it. Okay. You're a true Arizona then. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I love, I love being in the pool. I, I, I know it might sound crazy, but uh, when you walk out of air conditioning and that big hot <laughs> blast hits you, I, I, I kind of like it. You know, I mean, I, I just like everybody, you know, once it's October 31st, it's, you know, and you're sweating while you're taking your kids <laughs> trick or treating, you're like, okay, that's, that's enough. But like when it gets hot and you can jump in the pool, I, I don't know. There's nothing better than that. I'm with you. I think the summers are pretty great too. What's yeah. a travel destination that you recommend others visiting? I really like a little area. I don't like, don't want to give it away because <laughs> it's my, a lot of people know about it. So it's not that big of a deal. Um, so just South of Williams, Arizona, Williams is just West of Flagstaff. And then if you go just South of Williams and, and sometimes people call Williams like the gateway to the great Canyon, grand Canyon, because they have a road that goes straight to the grand Canyon from Williams. Um, but just South of there, there's a couple of little lakes that I like to camp near. One's called White Horse Lake and the other one's called Dogtown Lake. Um, and then it's right on, I guess you call that the, uh, just the Ponderosas and everything through there and the lake and be able to go on the kayaks. And, you know, you're, you're probably going to see a bald eagle or two if you're out on the lakes there. Um yeah, no, that's probably my a little, especially if you're into camping, that's just a great spot to be at. That sounds wonderful. Okay, last question. If you could travel back in time, what period would you go to? I'm kind of a deadhead. <laughs> um, so probably, you know, back in some of those, I really dig like the... Um, late sixties, early seventies, grateful dead. So I guess I'd like to go back and see some of the, those dead shows. It would have been neat to see some of that, some of the good parts of the civil rights movement um, happen too in, in the, in the late sixties. Um, so I, I guess I'd have to say like mid to late sixties would probably be my, my, my call. Very nice. We'll see you survived. It wasn't that bad, was it? No, not too bad. Not too bad. <laughs> well, Nick, thank you so much again for your time. And I'm just excited for people to learn more about small businesses in Arizona and see what everyone has to offer. Yeah, I like to call myself a micro business. That's all that's how small we are. <laughs> <laughs> I like that though. But thank you. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. It was fun talking to you. Have a great night. Thanks so much for listening to episode number 22. I'm truly inspired by each small business owner that shares their story on the podcast and hope that you are too. Don't forget to screenshot this week's episode, tag us at life in the desert 20 and share on social media. I'll be back next week with another great guest.